You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Okay, folks, today is the big day. Today's the day that Break It Down becomes a real thing. I'm trying to take it professional. I've gotten such good feedback from the numbers and uh, just response from everybody that people have urged me to make a Patreon page, and we've done it. Today it is launched, and I'm going to try and build a community around that too, not just a way to get paid, but a way to a way to connect with you guys and build a community. And the coolest thing about it is we're doing a private Slack channel. So all the people that join to be a part of the Patreon and support this podcast, we'll get to be part of that private Slack channel. We're going to use that to drive the show itself. So I'm going to just run. I made a video earlier today um, to explain what, what it was and what my goals and intentions are. So I'm just going to run the audio from that video. And uh, But first, I'm going to say, as always, thank you to Joey Sturgis Tones, promo code PODCAST20 to get 20% off there. And thank you to BSWUSA.com where I get my podcast gear and you can get yours off for 10% if you use my promo code down. So they've already shown support for the show and that's made made it be a little bit more professional. And I think with this Patreon, we can get going the right direction. So anyway, I would urge you guys, I know you support other stuff out there, but please join me here and we'll get on that Slack community and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So here's that video and then after that, after that video that I'm about to play, I'm going to just roll right into uh, this live in-studio podcast that I just did with the band Surrogate. Surrogate is one of my favorite bands. They have some great records. They did some touring with Emory. We did an Emory acoustic tour one time, and they went along on that tour. Their guitar player and main songwriter was in Number One Gun. His name's Chris Keen. He just recorded and produced Devin's Shelton's last record, and he's been playing guitar with Emery live. And then the other guys in the bands are, are my friends, and they're playing down the street. So I said, come by, we'll podcast today. So you'll just hear what happens when they come in studio, do a couple songs, and hang out and chat. But thank you to everybody in advance for supporting my podcast. So you guys got to go to my website. By the way, I got a new icon, a new logo, new graphic design, and a new website. And that all launched, well, right now. So go to breakitdownpod.com and see the new website and right there is where you'll click through to see the Patreon to watch the video and see what all the perks and levels that I have over there is. So breakitdownpod.com go there right now and listen to this little you know audio from the video I made for you. Okay, so welcome to my Patreon. Let me explain what this is and how it works. As far as I can tell for almost all of human history media has been controlled by a relatively few people. Powerful people governments and large companies. And we're some of the first people ever to have access to truly free forms of media. And that's like, think independent music, podcast, YouTube, and so on. Um, media's also always had to traditionally conform to lowest common denominator and reach a super mass audience to, to be productive at all, or worse yet, be controlled by a very specific agenda. Um, but we're excited and you should be excited because we now have the opportunity to create and support media that does have the consumer's best interest in mind. Now, but the thing is that only happens when you directly fund the things that you want to exist. And literally you and the creator can connect directly. And that's where Patreon comes in. It seems to be doing a great job of connecting creators to consumers. And it's an extremely important and exciting development. So my podcast is called Break It Down. And it's essentially an experiment in self-directed learning. Uh, I'm a 
curious and driven person who's never really fit in well or learned in traditional systems like the education system, for instance. So being curious, you could, to me, nothing feels better than being engaged and focused and stimulated. So I'm always looking to get myself into a discussion or even listen to a discussion on music, technology, the future, human social behavior, stuff like that. And I'm not super into books or colleges and that kind of thing. So I'm trying to design for myself a career that may have never even existed before. And that is just to talk to people who know stuff that I'm interested in and have some thoughts on. Uh, And I call it long form conversation. And I think that's more, probably more valuable and better than many, many other forms of propositional information exchange, I would say. And so my guess is that by me exposing you to the topics that are interesting to me, you will be greatly benefited just as I am. And that's exciting because what I'm trying to do is align your and my interest. I want to be your guide to exploring how things work. So we'll learn a bunch of stuff together and it'll be fun. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to support what I do directly with your money. And this show's a hundred times cheaper to produce than any radio or TV production out there. But I do spend a great deal of money and a tremendous amount of time on it. And I have a producer named Reva that I pay every month already to do everything for this show. And that's run the cameras and publish the files, update the website, make the graphics, do the bookkeeping, and manage and book the guests that I talk to, and to listen to all my crazy ideas as well. So my first goal is just to pay for her work. And also we do pay rent here in my studio so that we can walk into the studio and broadcast anytime we want, 24 hours a day, whenever we have something good to say or somebody good to talk to. Also work on music and other projects here. But beyond that, I would love to be able to justify making several shows a week and to do more in-person conversations and travel to and fly guests here to my studio. Now, we're also creating an actual community of people that are interested in similar stuff that I am. And we're going to do that via a private Slack group. I'm really looking forward to interacting with you guys on there and having a group, having that group drive the show and guests and topics that we cover. I'm excited to learn from you guys about what's interesting and stimulating in the world. So let's do it. I promise that your contribution really does matter. And I also believe that you yourself will get more out of the show and feel better for doing it. And this is not charity. This is you being proactive in your consuming of media that I believe will make you a better and more informed and more reasonable person. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Thank you for coming yeah. by the studio. It's thanks, good to see y'all. Thanks for having us, man. This is, yeah. it's, it's really something funny, too, because I'm very excited. I'll give you two reasons I'm already excited. One, I built this tabletop just for this occasion. I've never used it yet. Really? Yeah. Not the for ma- this. The for the, I've, I've used it before, but not, I've never had a bunch of people sit around it before, which is why I, I built the shape of it just for this exact purpose. So Perfect. it makes me... I got a jigsaw for Christmas, and this is what I used it on to, to cut the plywood. <laughs> And then secondly, I was about to go get a uh, 
coffee downstairs. Like, oh, I got to have another coffee before I do a podcast. And then Jordan put this Sierra Nevada beer right up here and asked me that I want one. And I want to say that's one of the best feelings when you go, I think I'll have another coffee. Nope. No. Beer. Here, here we go. Yeah, so the switchover has already made me really happy this afternoon. Um, so what did you guys have uh, – if anybody doesn't know, I don't like to be super formal. I just like to talk whatever. But I do want to make sure people understand who you guys are and that you're playing tonight in Seattle. That's part of the problem of doing it live or part of the good part about it. So you guys That's are right. the band called Surrogate. You're some of my best friends that I've ever known. And you guys are playing in town tonight. I'm yeah. quite excited about just it. So like where are you playing? Away. We're playing at the High Dive here in Fremont. Mm-hmm. High Dive is a great place. Yeah, that's what, I've never actually been. Did you ever play it? I've never played it either. I've never. No. Yeah, but we're excited. We're yeah, so I hope people will come out just from hearing this is my hope is that a bunch of people will be there. I know yeah. there's going to be some other friends are playing. I know a bunch of music scene people in Seattle will be there. So yeah. You, yeah, got, yeah. you got a bunch of friends in Seattle other than me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We got a, a handful of people coming. Um, and then we're out with uh, Fialta and Tyson Monsenbachers. Mm-hmm. Both of them have played here a handful of times. So should be should be a nice little turnout. That yeah, should be good. And then you guys are really staying at my Airbnb tonight. Is that We really are. Yes. As long as uh, you're sure... You'll I'm sure you can it. do it. No, and I only charge you the cleaning fee. I said yeah. it's $30 <laughs> if you leave that, we'll be good. Incredibly <laughs> generous. <laughs> that is so this is all quite exciting cuz I got a babysitter, so I'm going to go home in a little bit and get Bridget and we'll be out at the show awesome. too. So I'll be out there if anybody wants to come out and say hey, I will be there as so well. You're saying that this is oh, going to yeah. be the first of perhaps several beers that you may enjoy. That's how it works. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's what happens. if you switch over, that's what I mean. I'm not going to have a coffee later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, you know just that's fun sometimes to take the roller coaster yeah. up. Yeah. Well, it's, no, no, not for me. It's just a pacing. It's a pace okay. situation. So now, what yeah. time is it now? It's four o'clock. Uh, yeah, it's beer thirty. It's, it's almost four o'clock. <laughs> so I just have to keep that in mind as I go through my evening. I'm going out to a, a bar and stuff like that. So I just had to keep a real, you know, leisurely pace tonight. Yeah, kind of thing. It's all pacing. Mm-hmm. It's sure. all about yeah. pacing. So would you guys already have a problem uh, with your... Bridget told me that you guys had a flat tire. Oh, what did you do? Yeah, we were driving from San Luis Obispo to Chico. Uh, we just decided on a whim to drive overnight, which in retrospect may have been a bad choice. But we blew a tire in Kalinga, California, which okay. is the middle of nowhere. On I-5, a lot of traffic at like 6 in the morning. It was kind of a bummer. But we had a spare. We were back on the road in about 20 minutes. So. That's good. Could have been a lot worse. Great. But as far as like that goes, this is the only hiccup we've had so far. It's been pretty awesome. Good. So yeah. somebody asked me yesterday who you guys were, and I'm, I just really struggled to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't know how to answer Hashtag that question. Same. <laughs> so, and so here's what I came up with. So help, help me out here. I, I said that you guys are one of my favorite bands because you are because you did the Emory acoustic tour with us right when your first record came out. Yeah, we did a yeah. tour. Two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah. Years ago. Was that ten years ago? Ten years, yeah, years ago. Ten years, man. So it was one of my favorite tours. But you guys were already a band we were super liked. But you were, I guess, a new band. But it doesn't really feel like you're a new band because you were older guys that were kind of post the heavy scene anyway. Yeah. So you started, I guess, more of an indie band, but it was relatively early for starting an indie band while most people were still doing hardcore stuff, right? Yeah, I'd like to think so. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Jordan and I were in, I mean, that's how we got to know you guys in Emory was uh, our old band, Number One Gun. Um, Yeah, traveled with you guys, played shows, and did the whole like emo uh, pop punk thing for a while, and Mm kind of 
decided to go a mellower route after yep. that. Yeah, so that goes all the way back to number one gun, which is we, we met in, what year was that, Jordan? We were just talking about it last night. We were trying to figure that out. I I want to say 2002 was when they played that house show in Chico. Yeah. Catacombs, you remember that yeah, show? Yeah, I remember. It was yeah. one of the first shows that Emory ever did out of town at all, was down in Chico. Yeah. Really and it was wild. just, and I mean, that was just the most, one of the most vivid memories I have. John Dunn and his band were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fallen, right? Yeah, and so, uh, and I just had, you remember Steven from Flying Fallen? Yeah. Yeah. He was just on the podcast recently, last week. Oh, nice. Um, and he does VR stuff. He's making a VR game, and everything's really successful. No way. Like, oh, like no. developer, designer kind of guy. Cool. That's and it's really cool. So I, what I remember about that show was just you guys being uh, number one gun was like, it was just bad local bands everywhere. That's all it was, was mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then number one gun played this house show. It was like 40 people in a living room. But it was full intensity, like house show. And I was like, well... This is the best drummer I've ever seen. That's what I remember. I remember your DW drum set and watching you play and hit the the, the hi hat and the rims of the drums and just using it in all these quirky ways. And I was like, this is exactly what I love, and this band is so freaking good. That was that was like, I mean, it really is to this day. And now to complete that connection is you played drums on Devin's record and Chris produced it. That's right. The record that Devin just released. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I would like to add too, going back to the Catacombs show. That oh, these yeah. two guys, uh, we, Chris and Daniel Martin, played in Seven Dollar Jack. Our like high, on that same show. high school yeah. punk rock band opened that show. Yeah, yeah, it's it was like, crazy. Yeah. like the stars aligned in that. that yeah, show. yeah. Really so we've always been a bit had had a, tons of friends in Chico ever since. Like yeah. we started making. I mean, it's just early on, so we know a ton of people from Chico music and and not music. So it's always been a strong connection that, that we've had. But. Which, in the scheme of things. I mean, for people who may not know where Chico is on the map or where it is, it's kind of a random place to Mm -hmm. just kind of drop in. It's not exactly on the route to or from anywhere. Yeah. It's sort of out in the midst of of kind of nothing. So it's just kind of weird that that's how it worked out. Yeah. Well, that's always been amazing to me to hear stories like that because you have to really mean to come to Chico. (laughs) Yeah. It, like, takes a little bit. It's not like, oh, we're just rounding things, you know, between here and here and that it's like you got to make a, a concerted pretty, effort yeah, the, yeah. The solid effort to chico so it was truly fate yeah it really <laughs> was and so tooth and nail put out your first record yeah first and, or first, first two, two. Yeah, yeah yeah and then how many do you have total now because i'm not even caught up on all of them to be honest we have uh after the f- the first two we have an ep and then a full length mm-hmm. and we're working on our our fifth fifth lp so or so for the age range that you guys are in, tell me what you feel like is the main purpose of the band. The like, because yeah, I won't give you what I think the answer is. I'm curious yours, and I'll tell you mine. I'm not sure I understand the question. Why do you do like, this? Oh, why do we do it? Yeah. Oh, f- for free drinks. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. No, I mean it's it's a super hobby. It's yeah. it's like it's none of us make a living doing mm-hmm. surrogate, but. I mean, we get to come up and hang out with friends in Seattle, and mm-hmm. yeah. none of us are really paying out of our pocket. Yeah. You know? So that's, you know, plus a it's a good creative outlet for all of us. Yeah, then, and that's I was going to suggest something along the lines of that, because I'm not insu- insulting you they don't make a living, but that's not really even the goal for, no. for it kind no, of thing. No, it never yeah. has been. Because in, in this era, it just seems like everybody ever run into is some kids trying to, and they always asking me, well, how do you make it? I want to make a living. I want to do this, all this stuff, and I... 
I don't know. I don't even love that mentality sometimes. But yeah. what you guys are doing seems like the most fun possible thing to me because you guys actually jam and hang out and yeah. work at your studio or rehearsal space. And when I see the Instagram videos of that, I'm so jealous because I don't get to jam with Toby and Devin and Dave yeah. and Josh. I don't get to do that. Right. And y'all, you get to do that. So you all have careers and other stuff now, and you exactly. get to do a really good band that is one of my favorite bands. And well, you get to do it as a hobby. So there's you can just there's no strings on it or something. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We were actually just talking about this last night. Um, like after after the number one gun thing kind of fell apart, we were both Jordan and I were just like, let's not do that again. <laughs> like let's get grown up jobs, or jobs. I went yeah. to pizza delivery, mm-hmm. um, and um, and just do it for fun and not not be slaves to the band and let it just be yeah. some, like a cool activity. That and that's a good thing because if you can be world class at what you do and still do it for a hobby, that you're going to enjoy it more. So what was it like that when you said when Number One Gun fell apart though? Like what was what were the bad things about that? that made you not want to do music, try to make it your profession uh, again? Just, I mean, there were so many things, but I think just we were burnt out at the time, um, yeah. just from all the traveling, and um, wasn't really into the music anymore, uh, personally. Just kind of yeah. burnt out. Well, and it was, right. it was also, I mean, it, it was, we kind of straddled that, that line of Christian and non-Christian uh-huh. markets, and and so we would... In order to just pay our bills, we'd have to take shows that we didn't want to take, mm-hmm. and and play tours that weren't necessarily good for us, um, just so that we could pay our rent. You know, yeah. and that's yeah, it's not. You can be that, kind of a slave to it that way. Absolutely, yeah. Just it kind of forces you into a spot that it's not really a fun place to be. So we decided never to put ourselves in that position again. At least with surrogate. That's good. And so then you came on and got new other jobs. So so Jordan, you're you're working doing the the I, who explained it to me recently? Chris explained it to me. You, you tell me what it is. It sounds so, I'm so a, cool. I'm, I'm a <laughs> consulting utility forester. Uh-huh. Uh, I my company contracts with PG&E, large you know electrical mm-hmm. uh, company and gas. And, and gas. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I go out and inspect trees around the power lines and gas pipelines and basically analyze tree growth and uh, prescribe the tree work to be done based upon what I find, uh, whether it's dead or whatever, just to keep it clear and maintain To p- protect the power lines yeah. and stuff like that. So, so you're out... Mainly s- because of fire. Okay. Pre- fire prevention is how it all started. Because so you were doing firemen stuff too. Yeah, I used mm-hmm. to be a seasonal firefighter for yeah. six seasons after number one gun. And did, was it... Be- did you really... Getting into these other careers and doing stuff, do you really enjoy it? Like you don't miss doing music for a career? I wouldn't say that, but um, I definitely miss it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty happy right now with my job. I mean, I'm an outdoors guy. Yeah. So I, I mean, I hike out in the middle of the woods a lot of the time. And it's just amazing the places I get to go. So I'm in my element, you know, there at mm-hmm. work, and then so yeah, the best of both worlds. That's would really be good. If I could make those two collide. And so. Daniel Taylor, you're a lawyer now. Is that the well, case? So <laughs> he's a, a non-practicing so lawyer. I'm so, yeah, exactly. I'm retired. For, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, semi-permanently. So I've uh, I retired for now because I'd rather come out. You already retired. And play music with my friends <laughs> than I put on a tie. But I uh, I <laughs> the other way. have the right to re-become one on the future when the time is right. So I can be a lawyer anytime I choose because I've done all the things that you have to do I've passed all mm-hmm. the tests I've passed all the ethical 
you know, hurdles that they put in your place. Yeah. I just choose not to at this time <laughs> uh, 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 apply myself to the profession because I'd rather be here talking to you than in a courtroom <laughs> he's, he's, talking to a judge. The uh, I tell I've tried to tell the story and I don't get the details right, but the point is there when I when I try to tell it. But to me, it was super funny. And I think it was Luke last time I saw Luke down in Chico um, that he was telling me about how you got a job right after you passed the bar and were working in San Francisco. Yes. So you would commute during the week to San Francisco. Yes. So it was like an illustration of how expensive the housing is in San Francisco that <laughs> you, you would leave Chico and go stay Monday through Friday with a divorced guy who had weekend custody of his children, of his yes. children and you would stay in the children's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, also, I'm like a four foot long like, bunk bed uh-huh. where I had to hang one leg out because there was literally no. Wanted to have rainbow head. bride on it, and was it, it a, did a princess some, veil coming over the bed? Some form of, of princess uh, uh, bedding on it. Yeah, and I always felt kind of, kind of seedy because I'm like, man, like some like small child's gonna sleep in this bed, and this like extremely large bearded man has slept in for yeah. uh, uh, for four nights. But that was the uh, well. So it's probably similar to what you guys have up here right now, where. The uh, Bay Area is like so it's ridiculous, yeah. Uh, so just crazy that to uh, drive it take me six hours uh, sometimes to drive back from uh, where I was working in the uh, South Bay in Silicon Valley back to Chico. Uh huh. So it'd be like a six-hour drive home, but that was better than trying to rent someplace for three thousand dollars a month and for doing a job that I kind of knew from the start that I might not like that yeah, much. And that's it turned just out crazy. I didn't, didn't like that much, <laughs> and I just didn't really like. I'm not really like a rat race kind of guy. Like I'm more of a like. But nonetheless, like a, the the point of the yeah. story is that even a lawyer, a lawyer oh, yeah. being a lawyer has to rent a oh, child's yeah. bedroom for <laughs> to live in San Francisco. <laughs> so the best way to not want to be a lawyer is to become one, because yeah. you realize that there's a lot more to it than just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe once upon a time in uh, maybe our parents' time, there was the the, the idea of you matriculate and you get done with the schooling mm-hmm. and you kind of just find your place and you go and yeah maybe you won't be the best or the worst but you'll just go because that's what you do but nowadays i mean there's you know, 18 people trying so i i got a job as a contractor with a company and there were like 160 people trying to get what was a relatively crummy job for the bay area so also if you lived down there and you were getting that job like you had to either live you know, yeah, 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 hand to mouth or, or you know, uh, some way, and that there was extreme competition, like fierce competition, because there's just not enough jobs for the people who went through all the schooling, yeah, because they, they thought it was the right thing to do. They regulate that, how many people are allowed to, is they that don't. that's in also, Japan, Kyle, they do that, right? Yeah, well, so I'm sure that they probably. I do elsewhere, but they certainly uh, don't here. They say if you pass the bar exam, you're you're in yeah. or whatever. But I'm yeah. thinking Japan, they they limit like only a certain amount of people can become lawyers, regardless, or something like that. Well, so I probably wouldn't make the cut in Japan. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> here in the good uh, U.S. of A., I meet the standards of the California bar. <laughs> That's good. What is uh? How much was? How much did you have to pay that guy to get that bedroom? You know, so I only paid just because he was a friend of mine. In fact, he was a guy who I used to play in a band with back in Chico. And he only charged me like 300 bucks a month. Oh, man, that's great. So it was a good deal. Yeah, it was a hell of a deal. So that's why it worked out uh, for as long as it did. 
but he actually moved out of that house, and that was one of the main reasons why. You had to quit your job. Yeah, for some reason, got my place. I don't really want to. I want to be here new. And uh, I, I, one of my bands was going on tour. Yeah. So, so it was a perfect time to be like, well, all y'all live the dream one last time, <laughs> and that was a couple years ago. Yeah. I'm still here. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah. That, that is very, very cool. Let's do some music. You guys want to play? Yeah. Who's somebody? Okay, so y'all go ahead and set up. Sure. Get in your spots, and I'll talk while you move around. The um, uh, something I'm pretty proud. Of, will you show that cam that guitar oh. to the camera up here? So yeah. they came in here. And I didn't, I just had some guitars here. They don't have any gear with them, and they said, "Do you have a capo?" I said, "No, I don't have a capo because I don't use capos." There's, capos are kind of against my ethos. I, I said my index finger is my capo, and I'm not. I don't, I'm not in a Dave Matthews band or a church worship band. So of course I don't use capos. So, but but I made Chris a capo with a uh, with a wood clamp wood and clamp. a piece of a, a lighting what stand. Is, I just clamped it to the second fret, and so we made a makeshift capo so y'all can play with the guitars and keyboards that I had sitting around the studio. So I hope the audio is good on this, but what? Well, and you have to shout it out. But what are you gonna play? What do you We're got? gonna play a song from our uh, not most recent record, but the EP before that called "Can't Go Home." Okie doke. Sad bastard. Can you do two songs? Or you got one. Um, we can do two, but we'll have to figure out okay. how to get rid of this in between songs. So maybe we could tell a story or something. Okay. Hang on. All right. Hang on. One. Yeah. One second. Yeah. Or go ahead and start when you're ready.
take the rest of my life to get you out of my mind. I know the damage is done. I'm working on a new kind. Gonna learn when all the bars are open. Cause I can hardly breathe when I'm Y'all just make noise and do that. Jordan, so you did the drums on Devin's album recently. Yeah. Tell me about doing that. That was so awesome for me because, of course, Dave wanted to do the gig, but I said, let's let Chris and Jordan take care of it. Yeah, you know, in in all fairness to Dave, I was like, sorry, Dave. Like, Yeah, but no, that was super cool, man. Uh, It was really fun. Pretty much, I mean, honestly, I just kind of walked in and learned, learned the parts for the most part and just played and... You know, threw a couple little little zings in there. Yeah, so. it's really good. So if people, okay. you know, I know a lot of people have his album and listen to it, but that's that's you playing the drums on it. But yeah. So how often do you get to play drums on you know week to week? Do you have them at home or you keep them at Chris's or what? Yeah, no, we have a at the at the studio there. We pretty much I keep my kit set up there, and then I I bought a little uh, Quest Love signature drum yeah. kit from my boy Nolan yeah it's, it's uh, real small too right that's what one, I want to yeah. get a real small one of those and put it over in this corner for it, stuff like this I love it it's, I mean we've used it at shows and yeah. little coffee shop type deals and it sounds great how much did it cost it was I believe it was three ninety nine out the door oh that's good yeah it, the drums sound great man he designed it it's such a great you know design because they're, they're Ludwig drums mm-hmm. and um, it comes with the little bags you can put the bags over so it mutes the drums. Oh, just really? If you want to, yeah. And that's what I do at home. Yeah. You know? So when Nolan, my son, he, when he's banging on it, he uh, we just mute the, the drums. Are you into stuff. drums now? Like, do you listen to drummers or people you like and stuff like that? Honestly, I don't listen to a lot of music these days. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I listen to more, like, you know, podcasts and stuff. Um, you know, Bad Christian, Break It Down, stuff there like you that, go. you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, honestly, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts mostly because when I drive, I drive. You know, oh, you're out by yourself all the time. Yeah, I'll be driving in between, yeah. you know, job sites. I'll be listening to podcasts um, or, you know, just classic rock most mm-hmm. of the time. What is uh, uh, What other podcast are you into? I, I mean, yeah, it's realistically pretty much all of you guys. <laughs> Not gonna, I, I, the free sex one. Uh-huh. I was just talking to these guys about it. Um, that's been awesome. That's my great. wife and I. I love it. No joke. Like, love that podcast. That's really, that's really cool. Yeah, to hear. the free sex one. Um, and listen to yours and <laughs> break it down. I've been li- actually break it down. I just started listening to uh, a couple months ago, but um, I've listened to almost probably every uh, bad Christian episode. Shoot. Love it, dude. The, the, I love you it. know, it's I really fun, think man. it's so fun just to yeah. know that people get to keep up. You know, like it's 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 a little bit yeah. one way and a little bit. Uh, 
maybe, I don't know if it's conceited or arrogant to know that people out there are keeping up with me and I don't have to keep up with them, but I am yeah. glad. Yeah. So now when I, when I get to see somebody like you, I'm like, okay, so you're caught up at least. I've, yeah, I feel like So I'm it makes it just easier when I meet people that I don't know, especially like, let's say tonight I'm going to go to the show. Yeah. I'm going to run into people who will recognize me and who I am because it's a similar scene. I don't yeah. notice in public all the time. But tonight, there'll be some people that are fans probably and they'll say, hey, but it's so much better because I feel like they already know so many details about me, and that makes mm -hmm. me more comfortable because I can just start talking to them about whatever's going on instead of, you know, you, you just, you're way yeah. ahead of the game. So part of the podcasting experiment is just to get it all out there. That way I can mm -hmm. skip small talk when I run into people or see people I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, no, so. I get it, man. Well, I, I just love keeping up with, you know, all the, the bands that we used to play with, yeah. you know, and a lot of Tooth & Nail bands. I, I love it, man. That's great. I love hearing what's going on. So Y'all in tune? Want to do another one? Good. What's this one? This one is from that same record. It's called Hope Alaska. Don't call my planes after the night. I won't hear you. Send all my letters to my dad in case I get back.
Thank you, Chris. Oh yeah, you just you just embarrassed because you weren't quite in tune, but that was the nature of the situation. That's okay. Everybody will forgive that. That's we you don't have tuners hooked up and stuff like that. So thank you for being part of the experiment to come in here and do do that. I know that's goofy. I know that's a goofy thing to do, but it's just the kind of thing where why not give it a shot? But I think it's really cool. So and I hope people will come out tonight. I'm gonna say it again. It's uh Handsome and Gretel, which is friends of ours here in town, then Tyson is after, Tyson. is after you guys? Uh, yeah, this, I think we're second. Then surrogate, then Tyson, Tyson. Motzenbacher, then Fialta at the and sit down. We'll talk a couple more minutes, but and then at the high dive in Seattle tonight. So I hope people will come out. So one other thing that I failed to mention thus far that makes even even a little bit more sense uh, and ties everything back together even more is Chris has been playing guitar live with Emery. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Then if, if I was looking at you as the surrogate guy, I forgot that you play in Emory. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you saw us on our last shows that we just did, uh, Chris was there as the second guitar player. So I've been playing right. as the only guitar player for a while, and I'm super sick of it. So having you come out and do play second guitar is awesome. I'm enjoying it so much. It was a blast. I loved yeah. it. And then you'll probably see Chris when we come back out, and we just we just announced new sets right. of shows. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully you're free. Yes. <laughs> You yeah, Devin it, right? just emailed me okay, a couple good. days ago. Yeah, good. We're, we're good. So how how do you find that? Um, give me an outsider's insight into getting to come out and be with Emory. What's that like? Uh, it's it's awesome. What's you, what's different or unique about it that I can't see from my vantage point? Um, I don't know. It it definitely feels like you guys are a well oiled machine. Like. 15 years in or however long. Musically or what? Musically. <laughs> I don't know about musically. Yeah, musically. Um, no, musically it's, it's, not so much. It's solid. Just like how <laughs> no, but just the, the, op, the, the entity that is Emery is, is much bigger than just the music. And, yeah. Well, I mean, even like the battery, weird, weird shit with the battery on the, uh -huh. on the last run in, uh, was it St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah, we had a battery on our bus problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you and Josh were just like, oh, it's cool, we got it, and you just put it like two hours in and fixed it and rewired the whole thing. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that's the thing about that bus is that we, it's in the shop right now, and they're not able to really fix it all. And so <laughs> I, I know going out for the next tour, I just have to go early, and me and Josh can fix it. Really? Yeah, it's, it's just the same thing. Well, there's just some of the lights and other stuff, and the, there's more problems in the electrical system. And the bus company called me back and like, yeah, we can't really figure it out. We already spent four hours at 150 an hour, and oh. uh, we didn't get very far. So I'm like, okay, well. We'll just have to get to it, and when we get to it, then yeah. we'll, we'll work on it. Me and Josh will figure it out or do something different. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just what it, what well, it no, that's that's my point exactly. Is like you guys have a very like everybody's contributes, and it's all a very symbiotic relationship. It's it was impressive. I don't think I've been around a band that that like I don't know. Everybody has their roles and. You know, just gets get shit done. Yeah, well, it's yeah. fun. It's it's really fun to play the way we've been playing. And I, I think I told people this before, but we've been playing without click tracks and tracks and samples and none of that stuff. So yeah. our set now is the my favorite it's been in so long. Cause we just got in this thing where we were just doing the greatest hits of Emory with click tracks and sounding loud and making a bunch of 30-year-old and 28-year-olds clap and mosh. And it's like, what the heck? <laughs> what are we doing? I know it's kind of fun, but... We've done it that enough. It's not like yeah. this isn't our reunion tour or anything. Right. So might as well just keep on moving on. So we finally updated our set and the music yeah. to be reflective of exactly. So we went back and you know, rearranged the songs and stuff like that to to be 
what I feel like playing on stage. So that's kind of where I'm at with podcasting and music is I'm definitely going to do what I want to do first. And then I, then the engineering and problem solving comes and figure out how to make that work <laughs> or make money or whatever else is going to have to come second. Do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, the surrogate's a good example of that because um, I'm still, even still, I'm jealous that I don't do music for a hobby. I know that may sound weird, but I am... I wish I did music for a hobby. I really do. Yeah. But it just doesn't, I just, I mean, maybe I still could, you know, but it's hard to, yeah. to do. I feel like I got stuff to do. And I don't know. But. Yeah, no, I mean, that's part of, we were having like very similar conversation last night um, about all this and like, yeah, the, the, once you get to the point where you, yeah, you rely on it for part of your income or all of your income or whatever it is, it's like, it's kind of, kind of a, gilded cage a little bit you know mm -hmm. but um you know it's it's not for everybody not for, not for us necessarily but it all um, makes sense I mean, if you look you back know? through history i mean some of the best musicians <laughs> are just people gathered on porches doing things for entertaining themselves in the moment yeah like that's so pure just, well that, it allows innovation yeah. and and like yeah just thinking out of, outside the box a little bit yeah. not that we're super innovative or anything but we could be if we wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I'm looking forward to the show tonight. I know you guys got call. You know, you're already past your loading time, so I'm going to let you go, and I hope people have enjoyed this episode and getting to know you guys a little bit. And I'm glad to have finally had five or six people sitting here in the studio yeah, to do a podcast. So not yeah. much to Thanks it. Thanks so but, much yeah, for yeah, having us, man. Really yeah, I appreciate it. Super stoked. All right, I'll see you all out there tonight. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.